Today's episode is sponsored by Spartan Chemical Company. Family owned and operated since 1956, Spartan Chemical is a leading manufacturer of superior and cost-effective specialty chemical products sold through select trusted distributors. Spartan Chemical makes clean simple. For more information, please visit spartanchemical.com. I'm here today with Dean Mercado. He is the CEO of Online Marketing Muscle. And Dean, I don't know what today's topic is. And I'm not really sure what to say. Um, how how are things? Things are great. <laughs> things are great. Yeah. How's the golf game? Uh, it could be better. I wish I could get onto the course a little bit more than I actually do. It's yeah. something you like to think you do, but you don't do enough of. Right. What we're doing, Dean, is small talk and it's not working. No, chit chat. It, it's a lot of people look at chit chat as being like a, uh, a necessary evil. But what I'd like to bring to it today, especially in light of a big ISSA event coming up, is that it could be one of your best strategic tools if you learn how to use it correctly. And that's the key. You got to learn how to use it correctly. And First part of that, I would say, is you have to understand, at least in my opinion, that it is necessary. It's the beginnings of all your relationships. You got to start somewhere. So oftentimes you're starting with what seems like ridiculous chit chat. So what I've done for you here is I've broken it down into three phases. I call them the three phases of small talk. And if you understand these three phases and you understand how to navigate these three phases, It'll make your life a little bit easier, especially when you step into maybe an event that you're a little intimidated or a room of people that you don't really know anybody. So why don't we dive in? Does that make sense, Jeff? It makes sense. So we're going to talk about small talk on straight talk. Yeah, I like All it. All right. <laughs> Dean, I, I can't wait to hear what you have to share, and I'm going to turn it over to you for that. But I just think this is a big deal. People go to yeah. networking events. They're going to go to the show. And if they don't have a specific thing to talk about, something solid in their mind, they're not right. what to say. And so it's awkward. Whereas I think you've got some stuff for us to figure this out. Go ahead. Absolutely. So I would always say that uh, if you haven't seen our previous podcast that Jeff and I did a while back on networking, you really should because there are three phases to every networking event. This one's dealing more with when you're there, the middle phase, the during. You are at the event. Everything, you know, the limelights, you're in the limelight now. So everything's happening. So so typically there's three phases of small talk that I like to engage. The first one is what I call the icebreaker phase, the icebreaker phase. You have to have a way of breaking the ice with somebody, finding out um, who is this person I'm about to engage with. What do you do? Somebody would come out and say, well, what do you do, Jeff? Right. And Jeff would go ahead and he'd answer with his with his normal. What a lot of people would say is your elevator speech or your your 15 second uh, uh, speech, whatever you want to call it. So you'd, you'd have you have some sort of way of responding to that, helping people understand what you do, who you do it for, so on and so forth. But that's a common icebreaker question. Another common one might be, hey, Jeff, you know, what brings you to this event? This is a great event and I know why I'm here. But why are you here, Jeff? You know, and it's another, again, simple icebreaker question, but you want to, you want to kind of have a few of those in your pocket. So this way you, you kind of know how to 
open up a conversation and find out, you know, it could be as simple as, hey, Jeff, where are you from? If you're at an event, you know, everybody's a cleaning or restoration company. Jeff, where are you from? Are you on the cleaning side, the restoration side? Which side are you? Where do you operate from? Right? So that's your icebreaker. Then we we delve a little bit deeper. It's got to go somewhere from that. A lot of times somebody will ask the question, what do you do? They'll do the icebreaker question and then wah, 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 kind of fizzles out from there. Where do we go with this? Right? So this next phase is what I call the rapport phase. Rapport. You got to find a way to develop rapport with this person or not. So this is where you're figuring out is it worth going a little bit deeper with this person, spending a little time here, or do I move on, right? So when we talk about rapport, I'll always say momentum begets momentum, right? You've got to try and find momentum with the conversation. So looking for common ground, that's what we're looking for at this point. So if you're a cleaning company, they're a cleaning company. Great. We got common ground. If you're a commercial cleaning company and they're a commercial cleaning company, even more common ground, right? If, you, uh, if you're from Atlanta, Georgia, and they're from Atlanta, Georgia, common ground, right? If you know similar people, you run in similar circles, you're looking for that common ground. If you have certain challenges that you're facing and they're dealing with the same challenges, common ground. Right. So you're trying to find a way to build rapport or not. So it's about either qualifying somebody or disqualifying somebody. And if you can, the sooner you could disqualify them, you can move on. The sooner you could qualify them, you can move on. So the key is, is when you're at a networking event, you're not necessarily looking to monopolize somebody's time either or your own. So if I, if I run into Jeff at an event and where, we, you know, exchange our pleasantries in the beginning and we did our little icebreaker and that looks good so far. Now we move into the rapport phase. And I asked Jeff a, a question a little bit about, about his company. I might say, Hey, Jeff, you know, tell me a little bit about your company. What, what kind of, what have you been dealing with? What does the market look like for you right now? And then that just opens up again. I'm always looking for open-ended questions, not closed-ended questions. Closed-ended questions would make Jeff say yes or no. And then we're like this. Okay. He said, no, now what do I, what do I ask him now? So if I keep my questions open for Jeff, open-ended questions where I'm asking him to explain something, describe something, uh, give me a little insight into what he's seeing a little bit better for the conversation to be able to sustain itself without me having to constantly keep coming up with what else can I ask him? What else can I ask him? It's, it's, I'm not interviewing him. Right. I'm looking to socialize with them a little bit different. So so again, we're looking to dive deeper and find the common ground. And we're digging to find out whether or not it makes sense to continue conversation at some point. Right. So, again, I'm not looking to eat up his time. I got to be respectful of his time and the same way I have to be respectful of my own time. Right. So if I meet somebody because I'm uncomfortable networking, if I meet somebody and finally somebody's nice to me and I sit there and I just monopolize their time, not a good thing, right? And you'll find if they're a seasoned networker, they're going to be looking for ways. They'll be fidgeting. You'll see their body language shift. Uh, they're looking for ways to get out of the conversation. And whatever good you brought to the conversation starts to sour very quickly because they're, they're looking at, okay, this person knows how to play this game. 
you know, and maybe they'll be sensitive to that with you and maybe they won't. They're there. Time is money. They got things they want to accomplish while they're at the event. So typically what I'll do is I'll, I'll look to dive deep enough where I get to know a little bit more about what they're thinking. So some of the questions I might ask in this phase, I might say things like, hey, Jeff, we're at this great event, right? Jeff, who do you want to meet and what do you want to learn? Those are two questions I'll always use. And Jeff will say, you know, I definitely want to learn a little bit more about marketing. I'm having a little trouble in that area. You know what? I know one of the keynote speakers who's doing an event. I'm going later to that event on marketing. You want to join me? Why don't you join me? We'll go we'll check out that event together, right? Because maybe Jeff didn't know about that event. Maybe he didn't look at the, the syllabus for the day. A lot of people don't. Well, they should, but doesn't mean they're going to, right? So, so again, it's about positioning myself by opening questions where I'm looking to add value. I want to know, I want to learn something about Jeff, but I want to add value to him too, if I can, because that sets the stage for a relationship going forward. If I come into the conversation taking as a, what we call a taker, right? Not a good position to be in where it's like, I'm looking to get something from Jeff. If I enter the conversation, looking to get something from Jeff, that conversation is not going to go so well. Maybe Jeff is generous. And he's a good guy. So maybe Jeff would give me the time of day for five minutes. Then after that, I'm pushing it. And Jeff's not going to like it too much. So again, those common, simple questions that dive deeper, you know, you're looking for common ground, but hey, you know, um, what are you here to learn? Who do you want to meet? And if I could facilitate any of that, I try to, right? So if they, if Jeff tells me, you know, I'm really looking to meet somebody who does commercial cleaning in the... Uh, Atlanta area, and I'll use Atlanta again. So in the Atlanta area, and I might say, you know what? I'm a consultant. I do a lot of business with, with commercial cleaning companies, and I, I know a few in that area. Would you like me to introduce you to a few here? I think a few of them are at the event. Would you like me to introduce you? Jeff might be like, you know what, Dean? That would be phenomenal. Do you see how I'm looking to add value as quickly as possible to Jeff, right? If the conversation goes the other way. And I just, you know, Jeff is a real bore. I don't like this guy, you know, um, man, how did I end up bumping into this guy? How do, how do I get away from that guy as quickly as possible? And that's what I call the third phase. That's your graceful exit. You have to have a graceful exit. So if you see it's not going well, or it's, there's just no connection. There's no synergy. You got to find your way out of that conversation real quick. How do you do that? Right. How do you do that, especially without coming across like you're some sort of jerk or you're some sort of a, you know, rude from New York kind of guy, you know, <laughs> so you might you might say you might say something like, hey, you know, this is a great, great event, isn't it, Jeff? I know we both spent a lot of money to get here. You know what? Let's circle it. Why don't we do ourselves a favor and let's go ahead. Let's go our ways and circulate around and, you know. Go at your, remember who you were here to meet, Jeff, go after him, go find him. If I bump into anybody that meets that criteria, I'm sure to introduce you. Great. See you later. Right. Or if you know somebody else that uh, you met recently in the crowd and you say, hey, look, you know, do you know Susie over there? If you don't know Susie, let me introduce you to Susie. And you go ahead and you introduce them to someone else. So, Jeff, this is Susie. You know, oh, OK, I see you guys got something to talk about. I'm going to excuse myself. Uh, you know, I'll see you around, you know. So, yeah, it's kind of pointing them off on somebody else. But you know what? Jeff may have a real synergy with Susie. 
He just didn't have it with me. It doesn't mean, you know, not everybody's meant to connect like that, you know, on that deeper level. So don't spend a lot of time suffering in a conversation you should be moving on from. It's not good for you. It's not good for the other person either. You don't want to mislead them. You don't want to lead them on, you know, move on as quickly as you can, right? And you could always use the excuse, like I said a moment ago, hey, we're in here to meet as many people and to connect and network and, right? Go ahead. Let's circle back at the end of the event. And, you know, I'd be curious to find out what you learned and who you met. You know, kind of cool where you can go from there. So you got the icebreaker, the rapport builder, and the graceful exit. How do those sound? I like them. I feel uh, honored uses me as an example so many times. And and at times a little uh, like maybe I shouldn't have been there. <laughs> Almost getting a little complex. <laughs> no, uh, Dean, no caffeine, eat a Mercado. Good tips. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I think, you know, your energy you have, Dean, probably helps with a conversation at a trade show or, or an event. I think that's an important thing too. be enthusiastic sure. about what you're doing. It is. It is definitely others. And because if, you, if you go into any conversation, if you show personal interest and ask about family, hobbies, where they've been, you mentioned that you're going to draw people out. And that's right. So that interest, you might go a long ways with those conversations. Right. As I believe Dale Carnegie said, be interested and then you'll be interesting. You know, so it does play along those lines, you know, and Stephen Covey with the seek first to understand and then to be understood. These are just, they're gold. Those are gold nuggets when you talk about networking. Most people, again, they come into these kind of events as a taker, not a giver. If you approach as a giver, when you're looking to, how do I add value to this person, right? Sometimes because I am a bit of a networker. If I meet somebody who's not, I'll take them under my wing a little bit. Say, hey, let's walk around a little bit. Let's meet some people, you know, or if I see a, what I call a wallflower on the side and she's not speaking with anybody, I'm the first one to go, hey, you know, go over there and introduce myself. Hey, I'm Dean. You know, who are you? What do you do? What do you, you know, what brought you here today? I'll, I'll, I'll look to add that value. And so should all of you, you know, don't leave your peers out there to, uh, you know, out in the cold like that. It's not necessary. Sometimes all it takes is a little bit of ice breaking and you could change the trajectory of that event for that person too, just by doing that. And you never know that person may know somebody critical that you want to meet. Right. So never judge the book by the cover cliche, but it's true. You know, never judge them by the cover and always, right. Always try and reach out and connect and engage you're doing yourself a favor, you're doing them a favor, and you're doing the event a favor. Makes the overall energy of the event better. Do you agree with that? I do. And I think there's so many stories in history of people who were, their appearance wasn't who they were, and they were wow. mistaken. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Treated them differently because of what they look like. You never know. Yeah. That is correct. I absolutely agree. So, uh, this is again is is another take at imploring all of you to show up at the event and play full out, right? If you are uncomfortable networking, come find me. You know, maybe we can walk around a little bit together. Maybe we can network a little bit. This is how the game is played, right? But you know, it starts with you being willing to take that first step. You got to show up and be ready to play. Let's do it. I'll see you at the show. Sounds good. 